times in the last days in Armageddon. Today, I'm going to be answering the question, are you ready for Jesus to come back? Would you pray with me right now? And let's believe that God's presence is going to go through these airways, touch and change your life, and that you can answer definitively, yes, I am ready. Let's pray. Father God, I thank you right now for every viewer, for every person viewing right now. God, whether they're saved or not, God, I thank you that they've taken time to listen to your word. Lord, I pray that the Christian today will be reminded that you are coming back as surely as you came the first time. You're coming again, and you told us what to look for so we could be ready. God, I pray the Christian will be ready today. And Lord, for the one that doesn't believe in you, who still doubts your first coming, God, I pray they'll search your scriptures, hear the word today, and be convicted in their heart that you did come and you are coming back not as a baby in a manger but as a king riding upon a horse to conquer and reclaim this earth as your own god for all of us watching this show today touch and change our lives let us be ready for you when you come and establish your kingdom on this earth we say to you maranatha even so come lord jesus right now in your name we pray amen maranatha is the greek word for come lord jesus can you say that? I'm sure some of you right now would not want him to come back. You know why? Because you're not living right. If you were to stand before the judgment seat of Christ, every word that you spoke would be judged. Every thought that you've had would be brought to light. And every action that you did, whether in secret or in open, would be brought before everyone. And the Bible says one sin would convict you as a sinner and your soul would be eternally damned to hell. My friend, the only way to survive the end times, the judgment of Jesus Christ, and these things that are coming upon the earth, known as the Great Tribulation, is to have your name written in the Lamb's Book of Life. Jesus became the sacrificial Lamb of God, dying for our sins. His blood washes us clean like bleach, cleansing a dirty shirt. His blood washes the evil from your dirty heart and makes you pure and clean in His sight. If you believe and have accepted him, your name is written in that book in heaven and you will be given eternal life. But listen to me, if you have been given eternal life, then you ought to live like you have eternal life. The old timers used to say, if you're saved, live like you're saved. And I want to challenge you today as we go through this because there's a lot of you out there that aren't ready because you, you just hold on to your old religion. You say, oh, pastor, I believe. I, I accepted Christ a long time ago. I'm ready. No, you're not. You're not living holy. And I'm not saying we're, we're saved by our works. The Bible says in Ephesians 2, we're saved by the grace of God. But we are then called for good works. So if you're saved, you'll live like you're saved. So I want to challenge you. Get your life right. Live holy. And those of you watching me right now who have no idea to how close his second coming really is, get out your Bible. Turn with me right now to Matthew chapter 24 and get ready to hear out of the words of Jesus Christ himself. How close he is to coming back. We are not only in the last days because Peter said 2,000 years ago the last days begun. We are not just in the last days. We are in the last day, the last hour, the last moments, and the last second before he comes back. Get ready. Matthew chapter 24 says, are you ready for Jesus to come back? Look at number one, verse number one. Jesus left the temple and was walking away when his disciples came up to him to call his attention to its buildings. Do you see these things, he asked. 
I tell you the truth, not one stone here will be left on another. Every one will be thrown down. That's talking about the destruction of the Jerusalem temple. Keep going. Verse 3. And Jesus was sitting on the Mount of Olives. The disciples came to him privately. Tell us, they said, when will this happen? And what will be the sign of your coming in the end of the age? So Jesus is saying the temple will be destroyed. Disciples want to know when is this all going to happen? Now Jesus answers in verse 4. Watch out that no one deceives you. For many will come in my name, claiming I am the Christ, and will deceive many. The first thing we are to look for after the Jerusalem temple is false Christ. Verse 6, you will hear of wars and rumors of wars, but see to it that you are not alarmed. Such things must happen. The end is still to come. The third thing is wars and rumors of wars. Verse 7, nation will rise up against nation and kingdom against kingdom. There will be famines, that's the next one, earthquakes in various places, that's the next one, and all of these are the beginning of birth pains. Are you getting this? Jesus is very specifically naming signs of his return. Verse 9, then you will be handed over to be persecuted and put to death, and you will be hated by all nations because of me. That's Christian martyrdom, giving your life for the belief in Christ. That's the next thing. Look at verse 10. And at that time, many will turn away from the faith and will betray and hate each other. It's not going to be pretty. And many false prophets will appear and deceive many people. Now look at verse 12. Here's another thing. Because of the increase of wickedness, the love of most will grow cold. So wickedness will increase. That's a sign. But he who stands firm to the end will be saved. Now look at verse 14. And this gospel of the kingdom will be preached in the whole world as a testimony to all nations. And then the end will come. My friends, I want you to look up at me as I go through these right now. There is eight signs that Jesus gives in Matthew 24. The same thing is taught in the other Gospel of Mark. There's one thing in Mark that's not in Matthew. So nine altogether Jesus gives as signs to tell us when he is coming back and that we are to be ready and anticipating him and expecting his return. Now, let's watch and see if these signs are coming to pass because some of you may think, oh, well, it's always been this way. The world has always been the type of place you see it as today. And that may be true in some extent. Yeah, there's always been war. Yes, there's always been people dying. But as Jesus predicted his return would have an increase of these things, I want you to see today in the Bible that they are here. And they aren't just here in a vague sense. They are here so specific, so on point, that Jesus proves himself 2,000 years ago to be the greatest man who ever walked the earth and to prepare us for the greatest event that's coming which is his return to this earth. So let's start with the first one. Jesus says, Matthew 24, verse 2, that the temple will be destroyed. Well, Jesus was taken up to heaven around 30 A.D., and in 70 A.D., the emperor Tiberius of Rome invaded Jerusalem, destroyed the temple, and not one stone was left upon that temple. It was torn down, what Jesus said came true. The next one, he said that false Christ would arise. In Matthew 24, 4 through 5, in the last 50 years, over a thousand people have claimed to be Christ. Now give me your attention for a moment. I want you to pay attention here. When Jesus first left the earth and when he was here, 
People never wanted to be called him. No one would walk up and say, I'm Jesus. You know why? Because look what happened to him. He was crucified. So there wasn't anybody running around saying, I'm Jesus. As a matter of fact, Christians, though they were, were not ashamed to claim themselves to be Christians, had to live underground. And after the time of persecution of Christians and then the beginning of the Catholic Church in the Dark Ages, people would have been killed just for saying that the Pope wasn't a, a holy man, let alone to call themselves to be Jesus. And you can remember some of the witch burn. What, I, what I'm trying to say is no one up until the last 50 years has really claimed to be Christ. That is such a remarkable sign when you think about it. Why not claim to be Buddha? Why not claim to be Muhammad? Why do so many people claim to be Christ? Whether Marilyn Manson, why doesn't he make fun of Buddha? Why does he have such a thing with Jesus? This man, Adi Dada, the picture I put up, so many people claim to be Jesus. David Koresh. Jim Jones, the man from Puerto Rico, the Puerto Rican Jesus, he just had a special on 2020. Why is it? Because it's a sign to us that evil is increasing so much that men are literally claiming to be Jesus himself. Are you paying attention to these signs or are you just too busy watching TV? Come on, friends, you need to get your head in the Bible, get your mind in the Word of God and be ready because he's coming. All right, number three. He said that there will be wars and rumors of war. Since 1940, there has been over 140 wars. World War II, let's think about that, World War I. These are wars that had never happened on such a global scale. At the time of World War I, one out of eight men were in uniform. And it's only increased since then. Right now, there is conflicts in the Middle East, conflicts in Africa, conflicts in Asia, conflicts with our nation and other nations. There are conflicts within nations fighting each other. There has never been a time where the world has been more at turmoil than now. Jesus told us that these things would happen. Number four, he said that there would be famines. Now, two billion people are starving in the world. You think that that would just be, you know, an easy thing to throw out. Hey, there'll be people starving. Listen to me, my friends. If America alone, right now, gave the food it threw away, we could feed the two billion people in the world. Here's another statistic. If we just spent on feeding the hungry what we spend on ice cream, we could feed the hungry of the world. This is a sign, my friends, that in such a time of prosperity, when Americans are gluttoning themselves, spending so much money overeating, then spending money on diets, and all of these billions of dollars were wasted, we could be feeding the world. This is a sign to us that we are living in the last days, and these days are wicked and evil days. While you and I have more food than we know what to do with, and we're trying to lose the weight of the food we overindulge in, one-fourth of the world, close to one-third, some people say, are going to bed hungry and malnourished right now. What a sign. What a sign. Bible said there would be earthquakes. Do you know that up until the time of the last 40, 50 years, there hasn't been about a major earthquake, maybe once or twice a decade? Do you know that just in the last 40 years, there has been over 27 major earthquakes, and it keeps going and going and going? We are seeing the time of more earthquakes than we ever have seen before. And you might say, Pastor, that could be a coincidence. No, Jesus said earthquakes in various places, in strange places. Tsunamis are earthquakes in the ocean. We have been seeing not just minimal devastation, just some earthquake happening and somebody feeling a tidal wave. No, you've seen it in Indonesia and these places around the world. We have seen more natural disaster than ever before and it cost more lives than ever before. My friends, Jesus said these things were going to happen. Are you ready? 
Are you ready for Jesus to come back? These are not Nostradamus predictions, one or two things. These are seven, nine different things, and I could keep going and going. And by the way, one of the key reasons why things have increased just in the last 40, 50 years is because there's been a landmark, Israel, becoming its own nation, which it had not been its own nation flying its own flag with the government in over 1,700 years. My friends, once Israel became a nation in 1946, we have seen more of these things increase than ever before. Why, Jesus said, these would be the signs. And now they are coming about. Oh, look at this, number six, diseases. That was the one that's found in Mark chapter 13, verse 8. Do you know that 40 million people today have AIDS around the world, mostly in Africa? Now, that might be easy for you to say, well, hey, it's not in my backyard. I don't have to think about it. My friends, AIDS is the worst epidemic ever. And it can be preventable in most cases. It has a lot to do with sexual promiscuity. And it is here as a judgment of God. And I'm not saying those that have AIDS necessarily are bad people. So many of it uh, are, come from, you know, children being born in Africa. But I'm telling you how it first came about as being a disease. And the way especially it spread in America through drug use and sexual perversion. You can just see that this is a disease that comes from wrong living, sinful living. Now, if you have AIDS, God loves you. We, God will pray with you to be healed and have salvation, but I'm just showing you that this wicked, evil disease is worse than influenza in the 1900s, worse than polio, and yet it can be prevented. It can be prevented. God is showing us these signs because he is coming back. The seventh sign is persecution. Matthew 24, verse 9 says that we would be handed over and killed. Do you know that right now 100,000 Christians die a year? more than in any other generation. Right now, more Christians are dying than ever before. Look at that picture. That's a Sudanese man who lost his arm because of Muslim extremists. Do you know that we have fought through communism, killing Christians, and right now the attack on Christians by Muslims is making the worst time to be a Christian around the world than ever before. Nations like Iran, and uh, Vietnam, where, where, where Muslims are taking over, places in Africa like Sudan and Mozambique, we are seeing more Christians die than ever before. In India and in Pakistan, where extreme Muslims are killing Christians by the hundreds of thousands today. Jesus said that would be a sign. Persecution. Sin would, would abound, Matthew 24, verse 12. We're seeing sin abound like never before. My friend, the last thing that we are waiting for is the gospel to be preached. Reinhard Bonnke preached a message in Africa. Nigerians saw the most people saved in one altar call, a million people. I've got to end on this. Jesus is coming back. Are you ready? Look up at me right now. These are the signs, Matthew 24. Order this DVD right now with any size donation. I'll send it to you in the mail for free. Come on, you need to look through this again. These signs are pointing to Jesus' return. Are you ready? If you're not, ask Jesus to forgive you and to come into your heart right now. Pray this with me. Dear Jesus, forgive me of my sins. I acknowledge today that I am a sinner. I have broken your laws, and I ask to be forgiven. Come into my heart. Give me a new life and change me. From this day forward, I will live for you. I will love you with all of my heart, mind, and strength. Today, Lord, I am ready for you to come back. Come, Lord, and save me now. In Jesus' name, amen. If you prayed that prayer, I got a free booklet I want to send you right now. Seven Steps to Spiritual Growth. It's free. 
for any anybody that right now just accepted Christ. I'll send it to you right now for free. Call me up. Any prayer request. I want to pray with you. Are you ready for Jesus to come back? Out of the nine signs of Jesus' return, only one of them has not been totally fulfilled. And that is the gospel being preached to the whole world. That's what Jesus is waiting for.